Welcome to You Might Hate This Book, where each episode one of us will recommend a book to the other. A book that we love that we suspect our co-host might hate. Well, hate is a strong word. How about falls outside of their traditional scope of interest. Fine, that's fair. A book they would never have chosen to read otherwise. We'll read the assigned book, then come back together to discuss. Did you love it? Or did you hate it? So you agree we might hate it. (sighs) Yeah, you might hate it. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hannah. And you might hate this book. Bonus, bonus, bonus! <laughs> we should really record that and make it a button. <laughs> we never did. I know. So this month, we decided to, for our topic episode, do something similar to the banned books, banned mm-hmm. children's book episode. Worm loves worm. <laughs> yeah. That's what we remember from that. And Ferdinand the Bull is, like, yeah. really political. Uh, so I decided to do another list of sorts where I'm going to share the list and Stephanie is going to react I'm to ready. this list because she has good reactions. <laughs> and I have to give credit. This idea was my husband Brandon's idea. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. Yes. He said, why don't you look up the worst rated books on Goodreads uh, <laughs> and see what they're all about? I'm deeply curious to know what they're all about. So... Let me just tell you, it's a dark place. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me what themes you found in the lowest of the low I mean, on Goodreads. There were a lot of really like religious and politically fraught books that were problematic and had low ratings for that reason. And sure. I, we, we're not going to, we stayed clear of those. Yeah. Um, I just limited myself to fiction. Mm-hmm. And I also limited myself to books that had more than 100 ratings. You know, Because okay. there were a lot of books that were like, Oh, it only has 1.1 stars, but there were three ratings. I just want to know who that person is. Like, I don't know. Clearly only your two friends and your mom rated your book and they all gave it a one. I (laughs) I don't know. But let me tell you, this was a journey. Like, I discovered scandals. Okay. On this journey. (laughs) Like, if an author behaves badly on social media... People will will rating bomb it. Oh, they will. Like, there's one book I'm going to share. People were just rating it, and they were saying things like, worst book I never read, Mm. just over and over, because the author behaved badly Mm -hmm. on social media. So, Gotta watch your mouth. You do. So, I have for you some books. I have the synopses from Goodreads, because I have not read any of these. Sure. Um, (laughs) That would have been funny if you found a book on there, like, oh, man. No, I did not. I did not. Uh, I have its ratings, and then I have one or two short one-star reviews. Okay. So I want to know if I've heard of any of these. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> so um, the first one, well, let's start with a scandal. Okay. Let's start with an author scandal. I love a scandal. And we may be revealing our ignorance here on some of these. If you're a person that's on the internet a lot, you may have heard of some of these scandals. We don't hang out on Twitter, so. We don't, or t- I don't, yeah, TikTok? Yeah. And then there's a new one? Th- yeah. Thread? Yeah, it's the new Twitter because Twitter sucks now. Oh, okay. I barely use my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is Handbook for Mortals by Lanny Serum. And this is fiction. This is fiction. Okay. Uh, here is the Goodreads synopsis. Zaid Holder has always been a free-spirited young woman from a long dynasty of tarot card readers, fortune tellers, and practitioners of magic. 
spelled with a K at the end. Sure. Growing up in a small town and never quite fitting in, Zaid is determined to forge her own path. She leaves her home in Tennessee. What? To break free from her overprotective mother, Dela. Della? There's only one L. I'm not sure. The local resident spellcaster and fortune teller. Zaid travels to Las Vegas and uses supernatural powers to become part of a premier magic show led by the infamous magician Charles Spellman. <laughs> magician named Spellman. <laughs> Zaid fits right in with his troupe of artists and misfits. After all, when everyone is slightly eccentric, appearing normal is much less important. Behind the scenes of this multi-million dollar production, Zaid finds herself caught in a love triangle with Mac, the show's good-looking but rough-around-the-edges technical director, and Jackson, the tall, dark, handsome, and charming band leader. Mac and Jackson and Zaid, these are, like, low-budget romance names. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. this is folded-up, creased, paperback novel romance names. Yeah. I love that she's a tarot reader from Tennessee, though. I know. It, it did make me think of you. I was like, oh. I hate that this book is so bad. Um, this book got one, it has an average of 1.2 stars. Okay. Out of 939 ratings. Oh, that's so, a lot. That's a lot. Yep. Um, Melanie on Goodreads had this to say. Zero stars for trying to cheat Angie Thomas out of her number one spot on the New York Times bestseller list. <laughs> so. As I was looking through the one-star reviews, the scandal around this book is there is speculation that she paid to get five-star reviews to knock Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give out of the New York Times bestseller list or some such nonsense. How did people find out that she had allegedly done I don't this? know. I didn't spend a lot of time. On well, I'm going to deep dive. Thank you. But like people were linking to articles okay. in their reviews um, and alluding to the fact that she paid for so many five-star reviews. So, of course, they're spamming yeah. her. Um, that's adorable to think that you can oust Angie Thomas and the hate you give yeah. Uh, like, mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. you read that book? Like, mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. Right. That, write a better book then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you wrote a really good book, it would probably still come in second. But this was the first one I looked up. And as I'm looking through these reviews, I'm like, what is happening? Like, oh, my goodness. This is, this is intense and this is complicated. And I'm like, okay. She just really, like, aimed for the moon. She was like, I don't want to write a book and get it published and have it sell well. I want to oust Angie Thomas from the (laughs) New York Times bestseller list. Like, let's just aim for, like, getting it out there. Yeah. So that's Handbook for Mortals. Yeah. Handbook for Mortals. Yeah. These names. I feel like she needed a name generator to help her write her book better. Sure. Zaid Della. Charles Spellman. It feels very gas station cast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I... I don't know. And then, you know, you got to throw in the love triangle mm-hmm. at the end. There's because... always one. So that's our that's our first scandal. Cool. Would you like another scandal? Always. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Revealing Eden, is the book. It's called Save the Pearls, number one, by Victoria Foyt. Okay. I'm going to read this synopsis. If you need to interrupt me to react, feel free. Okay. I. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Eden Newman must mate before her 18th birthday in six months, or she'll be left outside to die in a burning world. 
I can't get through this. This is the first sentence. <laughs> and this is not like, you know the movie The Lobster, where he, like, people have to go to this hotel yeah. and if they haven't, you know, met somebody by 30 or turn into a, it, it's like a satire. This is not, this is earnest. <laughs> this is not a satire. Okay. But who will pick up her mate option when she's cursed with white skin? And a tragically low mate rate of 15%. What is a mate rate? <laughs> I don't know! <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> I, want, I picture people just swiping left. <laughs> like, oh, mate rate of 15? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. In a post-apocalyptic, totalitarian, underground world where class and beauty are defined by resistance to an overheated environment... Eden's coloring brands her as a member of the lowest class, a weak and ugly pearl. Oh, gosh. This feels icky. Uh, (laughs) What if we made a white girl the victim? Oh, if only she can mate with a dark-skinned coal from the ruling class, she'll be safe. Wow. (laughs) Just maybe one Cole sees the real Eden and will be her salvation. Her co-worker, Jamal, has begun secretly dating her. I know. (laughs) It keeps going. But when Eden unwittingly compromises her father's secret biological experiment, she finds herself in the eye of a storm and thrown into the last area of rainforest, a strange and dangerous land. That was a lot of detail in just, one sentence. Just the rainforest. We, that was a lot of stuff. <laughs> Eden must fight to save her father, who may be humanity's last hope. While standing up to a powerful beast man, she believes is her enemy, despite her overwhelming attraction. Is that Jamal the Cole? I don't understand. I don't know. Does she meet a beast man in the, in the Amazon? I, I don't know. The, even the synopsis is unclear. <laughs> What happens to Jamal if she falls in love with the Beast Man? Or is Jamal the Beast Man? Like, I don't understand. Because he's a coal. He's dark-skinned. He's upper class. Well, then I hope he's not the Beast Man. I don't know. Eden must change to survive, but only if she can redefine her ideas of beauty and of love, along with a little help from her, quote, adopted aunt, Emily Dickinson. What? I don't know. Why did we bring Emily into this? What did Emily do to get drawn into this? I don't know. What? Those were all such disjointed sentences. So, did I say the author? Victoria Foyt. You did, Did I? Okay. Um, So, this book on Goodreads has an average rating of 2.03 stars. Hey, that's... Out of 946 ratings. Yeah. Many of the reviews were very long. Okay. Um, I just took three words from Gabriella's review. Racist, racist, racist. (laughs) So the scandal here is racism. <laughs> I feel like I hate to say it that racism was maybe one of the least of our problems here. <laughs> well, clearly it might have some writing issues, but yeah, it felt very like <sighs> white people can be oppressed too. Let's make the pearl very sad but beautiful and delicate. I it was one I again, I didn't spend a long time on the reviews and some of the reviewers quoted the author as saying like you know this is supposed to be anti-racist but just just by changing which color is favored and which is not doesn't yeah it's still the same problems you've just swapped it and and made yourself the victim yeah and i i 
I if I'm giving grace, I want to think this was just a poorly misunderstood author trying to do a thing and not yeah realizing. But then the writing was really bad. Well, of that synopsis, yeah, I don't. I, don't... I mean, Most... did she write the synopsis I'm, too? I'm guessing so. Well, then I have doubts about the book. <laughs> Most of the reviews referenced the problematic racial thing. I want to hear about the writing of the book because I have serious the doubts. The book cover even had like this face of a girl but like half of her face was white and half was like painted black so you know. Oh. You have, yeah. Blackface? No. That's not okay. Uh, that's okay. on the cover and so it's uh, anyway. Cool. Uh, then there's a rainforest and Emily Dickinson might I be know. in the rainforest what is but my... her dad is salt. her dad is the last hope and there's Jamal but also a beast man. And is the be- like I don't know if these are separate or the same person. Okay, I'm sickly curious. Like I kind of want to know what the just the first <sighs> chapter sounds like. I don't know, but that is, uh, yeah, that's revealing Eden, which Thank is you. save the pearls number one. Save the which pearls. now that you know what pearls are, that's a little yeah. Also a little icky. <laughs> it's very pearl clutching. Like oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what she intended. Yeah. Um. So there's more than one. Well, I don't know. Was, <laughs> there was gonna be more that than one. Was clearly the intent. Whether or not that happened, I don't know. Oh, um. Here's our other. I'm gonna call it scandalous slash problematic. Sure. And then we'll move on to some other categories. This one is called Wild Animus by Rich Shapiro. Uh. The synopsis on Goodreads is very short. Quest with a young idealist for a bliss beyond fear in an unforgiving visionary wilderness whose ruling deity portends sublime love or self-destruction. I don't even know if I understood what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) I know all those words, but what does that mean together? I had to rely on some reviewers to tell me what this book was about, right? And the cover art was not very revealing. It was like a sketchy, like a picture of a mountain or something like that okay so i'm like okay but this book got has an average of 1.91 stars out of 100 or excuse me out of 850 ratings so sally on goodreads she rated this book a one she writes please note that before you read any more of this review that it does contain a spoiler this is done for a very good reason to save you the effort of reading this book altogether thank you sally (laughs) thanks sally this book is about a man who gets high on drugs then he dresses like a mountain goat from head to foot. Yes, I said mountain goat. <laughs> from head to foot. Does he have little hooves? No, I think he does. Little cloven hooves. I think he does. From reading the other reviews, yeah. And goes into the wilderness where he gets eaten by a pack of wolves. From what I can tell, the author of this book was trying to portray the power of the wilderness, but it was lost in the stupor of a drug-induced banter that made no sense at all. Please do not read this book. Do not recommend it to friends. And if you happen upon it, walk away quickly so that you are not tempted to even pick it up. I got this book out of a free bin, and now I know why it was there. Yeah. Okay, so the plot is the man wants to go get eaten? I don't know. He's on drugs. And he goes into the wilderness as a goat. Does he already have the goat outfit? I don't know. (laughs) And... Looking at some of the other reviews, it was a little unclear, but there's also a female that may or may not be problematic, so he might be this, like, pan character is kind of the vibe I was getting. Okay. Like, lascivious. Yeah. Going after a young woman. Yeah. I just want to know, 
I feel like when you get high and you have an idea to go do a stupid thing, you're going to do the stupid thing that's accessible. You had to have that goat costume. Yeah, well, and he wasn't like, you know what I'm going to go create right now? And I mean, clearly from the author's synopsis, he really thinks he's being profound here. Yeah. Maybe he's still on drugs. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, if the main character gets eaten, then what? I don't. I don't know. Okay. I have one other review from Joe. He said, I, like many other people rating this book, received a free copy at a book festival. We all overpaid. (laughs) Okay, so both reviewers got it for free and were like, not worth it. So that you can file under the drug-induced nonsense and possible pedophilia question mark. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. um, Nonsense. So, yeah. Shall we move on to... Authors behaving badly. Sure. Okay. I hope there's more goats. I I can't promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, okay, this one's kind of both it. The author apparently hasn't been great online, uh, but also got some problematic stuff here. This one's called Shatter Girl by okay. Shay Miranda. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Here's the synopsis. A playboy who's never out of the spotlight. A sheltered girl who's always been left in the dark. A summer that will change their lives. Oh, gosh. Just because Jude Taylor is surrounded by people every minute of his life doesn't mean he isn't lonely. He lives the party boy lifestyle, spending his billionaire father's money and regularly gets his name plastered across the internet tabloid sites. But constantly clashing with his dad has had him running from his family for years. When Jude is forced to return to Manhattan, his parents aren't exactly ready to welcome him home. A favor is called in from a family friend to take him in for the summer. Aubrey Vestergaard, with a Vestergaard? Na- yes, with a name among the likes of New York royalty, mm. is her mother's secret shame, thanks to a hereditary disease that leaves Aubrey unable to feel pain. Isolated and left in the fierce protective care of her staff, 19-year-old Aubrey has never left her home. She likes strict schedules, quiet, and hates change. Complete opposites, Jude and Aubrey, have nothing in common. Uh-huh. Jude has always lived his life in the spotlight. Aubrey has always lived her life in the shadows and longs to discover the life beyond her front door. Jude could be the key that unlocks that life. From late night escapes to an extravagant gala, the magic of summer in New York City wraps Jude and Aubrey in its warm, exciting embrace. As the young adults grow closer, the sweet rush of first love will turn their journey of personal discovery into the summer of a lifetime. It was like 89 cliches crocheted together. (laughs) Every word you spoke was a cliche. Like, I can't get over how much this book did not need to be written. (laughs) Because it's already been written. Yeah, it's already been written in every single form there could possibly be. It's like the girl is Serena Vanderwoodson, but like with a disease. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) <laughs> Gossip Girl. Oh, okay. I thought that's what... That's Blake Lively? Yeah. Okay. I've never actually watched that show, but, like, the last name. It's the yeah. it's the Manhattan last name that got me. I was like, Well, oh, this okay. is called Shatter Girl. So it's feeling more and more like a Gossip Girl ripoff. Okay. Yeah. Well, it has an average of 1.13 stars oh. out of 780 ratings. This one made me laugh so hard. Because I, <laughs> I read the synopsis and was like, eye-rolling. And then I get to the reviews. And the very first review... No punctuation, no capitalization, just Jenna says, author hates poor people. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all she's got. Okay. So apparently it was, that was the vibe I got from the one-star reviews. It was very elitist. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
feels like you shouldn't sound such a high horse when you're writing. I don't know. And it must have just, like, hit me at the right time, because I busted out laughing when I saw that, and Brandon's like, what are you laughing? Other hates poor people. Other hates poor people. (laughs) I take it back. I don't think she was one of the ones that was acting badly. She was just another one of the problematic, Mm -hmm. you know, in the category with classism, racism, (laughs) drugism. We're also ignoring just really bad writing. Like, I I think that (laughs) that's just also not a book that should be written. Yeah. Okay, you ready for another one? Mm -hmm. Now we are, I apologize. I apologize, Shay Miranda. We are getting now to the authors behaving badly. Okay. I have two. Let's hear about some bad behavior. Three Rivers by Sarah Stusick. Okay. And she's apparently a comedian. I, I don't know. Don't her. know this person. I don't either. Um, but this is Three Rivers. When 17-year-old Stella is awakened in the middle of the night by two strangers flanking her bed, sheer terror pervades the comfort and sanctuary of her childhood bedroom. As she's forcibly hauled off to a wilderness camp for troubled teens, Stella knows exactly who's behind this unexpected act of control. Her parents. Inspired by the true life experience of author Sarah Stusick, herself a former child actor who was sent to a wilderness therapy camp in her teens, Three Rivers is a captivating Gen Z girl interrupted, a tale of a smartly flawed and nuanced young woman on a journey toward inner growth, maturity, and reclaiming her life. Okay. So, not a terrible synopsis. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in, like, the wilderness camp, like, thing has been exposed as, like, those are really awful environments. And uh, lots of celebrities, like Paris Hilton and people like that, you know, got taken off to those and are, like, revealing their stories. So, I'm not disinterested in that. Yeah, so this one intrigued me because Mm -hmm. its rating is 1.10 stars out of 661 ratings. So, I was like, okay. And then I found this review. The review is from Carly, and she starts with, This was a really great first novel. Stella's experiences were obviously based off the true stories of the author, and I loved how intricate the details about the show Stella was on were. LOL. The ending was kind of predictable, but other than that, it was incredible. Okay. This is a one-star review. Mm-hmm. You go on, and it has edit. The author is now attacking me on TikTok for not giving her a five-star review. It was a four. laugh crying emoji faces giving her a one just for her attitude i didn't think the book was bad but her attitude certainly is oh my goodness so she's apparently like getting on to people on tiktok for not giving her five star reviews this was a trend someone gave you a four and you're gonna come at them yep calm down yep this was a trend among the reviews on this book that Yep. Girl, just take what you got. And then a lot of them were saying how predictable it was, too, as that Yeah, that um, is such weird behavior to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to troll strangers and be like, how dare you really like my book but not call it perfect? Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's funny that she was like, liked it just fine. Now it's a one. <laughs> <laughs> you done wrong. You done messed up. <laughs> uh, next one in Authors Behaving Badly is called The Manuscript by Lucy Bloom. Okay. Fast-paced, funny, and ferocious, the manuscript is a novel about a novel and the unexpected ways that life smacks you in the face. When author Edith Scott finds herself free in many ways, she switches genres to write a book about war and men. As she learns hard lessons from the men in her life who chew her up and spit her out, Edith writes them into the plot, killing them off with delight. But what she doesn't know is that real life is dealing with them in a parallel reality too brutal for words. 
This is a sexy post-divorce coming of age blindsider of a novel, which explores the delicate nature of new relationships, the ruthlessness of karma, and the blurry line between truth and fiction. I'm a little intrigued by that. This book has an average of 1.28 stars out of 1,101 reviews. All right, what happened? So, here's a representative one-star review. Slow to start, boring, and honestly mind-numbing. You can feel the author's internalized anti-woman and fatphobic rhetoric ooze from the pages. Already started to use the book pages for under my cat's litter tray. (laughs) And then another reviewer, it was a very long review, I did not copy it because another one-star reviewer copy and pasted an interaction she had with this author on her Instagram. Oh. Where she wrote an honest review of the book. And, like, if you're an author, people are going to do that. And some people aren't going to like it. And the author just came at her. Oh, my goodness. And just kept telling her she was wrong and she had misread it. And, like, I read through a lot of because she just copy and pasted the whole thing. Like, here is my exchange with her on Instagram. Oh, my word. Oh, man. I can't imagine, like... Feeling that entitled. I mean, random people are going to read your book and some of them are going to just hate it. And they have the right to be like, I hated this. And this reviewer was like, she was like, well, you know, I understood it to be this. She's like, you are misunderstanding. Like, the author just kept saying that. Okay. But yeah, the fat phobic, the, that came up a lot. Um, Anti-woman. Yeah. Love, love those themes. Mm-hmm. Well, you do seem anti-woman because you go on Instagram and attack women for having free thought. Yeah, so and say they must have misunderstood. Moral of the story: If you're an author, just n- do mind, not behave badly on social your own media. Business. People will spam your book with one-star reviews. Yeah, just saying. I've seen it happen. So yeah, authors behaving badly. Yeah. Now let's get to the ones that are just plain bad. I would love to hear about just a really bad book. So that these are, I have two more. Um, they're both self-published. Of course. Right? Uh, the first one is called The Crystal Keepers by J.M. Arlen. The first in a saga that will span across the stars. The Crystal <laughs> Keepers tells the story of Manny? Manny? M-A-N-I-E. Not sure. A girl from a magical world where crystals carrying incredible powers once came down from the stars like rain. And Sean, a teenager from our world who stumbles upon Talmoria by accident. When the rain of crystals fell, just one blue stone was among them, the most powerful of all the magic crystals. For years, the blue crystal lay dormant, lost to the decay of time, until it was given to Manny by King Dukemont. Dukemont. Now only she can control its power. Only she can decide the fate of the island and stop a deadly disease. But when Manny learns that the price to save Talmoria is the lives of all the Torchwings in the South, who are Torchwings, I don't know, she can no longer justify what she has to do. Manny and Sean must decide if they are brave enough to give up everything they use to know in order to prevent the extinction of a race of creatures that most don't know exist. Okay. So this one has an average of 1.14 stars out of 228 ratings. Okay. Alejandro wrote in his one-star review, I deeply regret the $2.99 I spent on this derivative from the first page generic, poorly written product and suggest you do not spend your money on it either. Yes, it is really as bad as every review says. I could have read this for free and still felt entitled to a refund. (laughs) It sounds bad. It's like, and I feel bad, like people, 
you know, that want to write. You got to practice. Yeah. But that's what, like, fanfic sites are for, uh-huh. right? And, and you don't just go self-publish your first thing. That's the thing. If no one will publish you, maybe just take a look at, at why. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, kill anybody's spirit of, like... Sure. But there were a lot of very well-thought-out reviews about, like, lack of world-building, lack of cohesion. Yeah. Right. This feels to me like someone who was, like, wrote their first book, thought it was great, the world needs to see this, I can't get an agent to publish me, they don't understand me, I'm gonna go self-publish. And now you're on lists of, like, worst books on Goodreads. You can self-publish, and you can be successful that way, and not getting published does not mean that you're untalented. Right. Um, But, yeah, there's a certain vibe among the self-published world, uh, and this is it. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. I mean, that's, there are other outlets you can, like, you know, and you can blog your ideas, yeah. and it may even get picked up. Look at Andy Weir and the Martian. Sure. Know? You can, that is the Crystal Keepers. Sounded uh, like that just needed to be a journal entry. Uh, yeah, and, like, I think of some early things I've written, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want, <laughs> wouldn't want people to read that. This one is called Maradonia and the Land, no, Maradonia and the Seven Bridges. Okay. By Gloria Tesh. Okay. The Maradonia Saga starts... Why are they always sagas? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it adds, like, some, some heft. You know, this is... Sure. This is not a series. This is a saga. This is weighty. It's like America's Next Top Model. They're cycles. They're uh-huh. not seasons, right? Uh-huh. Anyway. Maybe they're related to Tyra. She's so extra. <laughs> anyway. I love you, Tyra. The Maradonia Saga starts as an everyday story. A girl called Maya and a boy called Joey found a mysterious place in a forbidden area which opened the way to a world between the worlds, Maradonia. Yes, that's how every story starts. (laughs) (laughs) The land of Maradonia. With their arrival in Maradonia, a prophecy is fulfilled. Overnight, their simple life in the small city of Oceanside (laughs) has changed completely, and they are thrust into a strange and perilous world, a world filled with magic and power, mystery, murder, deceit, revenge, conspiracy. I'm not done. <laughs> Conspiracy, theft, but also faith, knowledge, wisdom, and passion. Stop listing words. <laughs> All these things percolate in this thriller, oh, and it keeps the reader on the edge of their seat. Don't tell me how I'm going to feel. Tell me what your book is about. You're not allowed to say what it is. Can Maya and Joey take up the mantle of the prophecy? You're not supposed to ask rhetorical questions either. Can they conquer the seven bridges of two tests? questions. <laughs> And temptations. Can they change the future of Maradonia? Rhetorical questions. I mean, I'm guessing the answer is yes if it's a saga, right? There's another book. Yeah, that's the thing is the answer is always yes to your rhetorical questions in a synopsis. That's why you don't use them. And yeah. you don't tell people this is a timeless story. People tell you that. Unless you're, you don't... Unless you're Tamsin Muir and her, you know, Gideon the Ninth stories, those characters don't make it, but she is a published author. Sure. And super cool. Anyway. But, like, it's going to keep you on the... uh, No, that's what reviewers say. You don't say that about yourself. Well, you do if you (laughs) (laughs) self-publish. Oh, but it's not done. The fate of the legendary kingdom of Maradonia rests in the hands of the encouragers. Is the final battle between the armies of light and darkness unavoidable? Light and darkness is capitalized, by the way. Okay. When the teenagers secure the key to the underworld and the rulers of the empire of evil are unable to enter their own kingdom. Okay. 
Okay, that's it. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> you got one more rhetorical question in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. This this has the fewest. It only has 112 ratings. Okay. But its average rating is 1.09. That seems fair. Clearly, we got a lot going on here. Got a Narnia vibe. We got bad writing. Got a good Every word I've card. ever known listed in a list. <laughs> I don't know. There were many good one-star reviews. Janine says, this is basically the Rebecca Black of self-published books without the ironic rise to fame, of course. <laughs> Maybe laugh so hard. <laughs> Emmeline gives us a quote from the book. Okay. She looked around, and when she saw Joey, she asked, did you also fell down? <laughs> Says it all for this laughably bad book. <laughs> yeah, even though you self-publish, you have to get an editor. Also, I thought the sentence was bad before we got to the typo. <laughs> Did you also fall down? <laughs> I'm going to fall down with laughter. No need to look around and then also see. Again, <laughs> please don't give up on your dreams if you're a writer. But, but maybe don't self-publish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, practice for a... Don't just publish the first thing you write. Or even the second or third or fourth thing you write. Like, or, like, if you want to read some good fantasy, go read some Sanderson. Come on. Like, yeah. There's there's good stuff out there's there. There's a reason. The you can take master classes now. On yeah. The, the publishing world is really gatekeepy, but there is also a reason that there is a standard. And if you right? continue to fall short of that standard and people are telling you why, this is one of my big pet peeves, like, People in the publishing industry will sometimes say, like, I just didn't connect with this book or I'm just not the right person to represent that, whatever. But sometimes they will say, this had, like, bad pacing. This had this. This had this. And I've watched so many people on Twitter be like, nuh uh I'm like, yeah. okay, honey. These people work in this industry. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. And if about. you're just going to, like, stand your ground and be like, nuh uh and be like, nobody gets me. I'm just going to self-publish. Well, this is what happens hey, to you. Yeah. You fell down. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you also <laughs> fell down? Uh, so, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much for, you're it, welcome. for ending on that one. <laughs> there are, look, it, there are so many low-rated books on Goodreads. There's many lists, but it... Yeah. Proceed with caution. <laughs> it's a scary place. Yeah. Um, don't don't go too deep. Uh, go for the quippy ones. Yeah, not these the... are the lighter ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. the one about drug goats. <laughs> I, uh... I wonder if he disappears into a magical land and saves the... Maradonians? Maradonians. And the armies of light and darkness. Oh gosh, are light and darkness pitted against each other in the fantasy novel? That's never happened before. But he is on drugs. He might have also fell down. <laughs> <laughs> he only has hooves. <laughs> he has his cloven hooves. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that was in the spirit of you might hate this book. People hated all these books. I already also hate them and I did not read them. <laughs> nope. Uh, so anyway, yeah. All right. Go read some good books, yeah. ladies and gents. <laughs> bonus, bonus, bonus! Mm -hmm.
Have mm-hmm. you read that book? 